WVYC's Perspectives is a weekly look at the people and programs that make up the York College community. This program looks at the issues that impact our college environment. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are going to be talking with Ilya Yakolev. Uh, Ilya is the Chief Information Officer here at York College. He's only been here since uh, July of last year. First of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's talk about uh, what attracted you to, to your college. Why, when you know the job was posted for the job that you have, what attracted you to the, the, the college? And uh, when you came here, what, what did you find and what were you surprised by or what did you like? Well, uh, before I landed at your college, I've applied at a, at a few places. And there were certain things I was looking for. Um, this is my fourth stop. And some of the colleges are looking for someone to sort of run the operations, the day-to-day, if you will. And that is something I've done before and I enjoyed. But I think after a number of years at my former place, I was looking for that next challenge. And when I saw the advertisement for the inaugural CIO, so that was one interesting (laughs) part. Light bulb went off and got, oh, that'd be fun. And then someone who would really bring together the library and the information technology groups. And so that sparked my interest greatly. And then when I was fortunate enough to be interviewed here on campus, I also observed that the folks here, for one thing, they're of the highest caliber I've ever seen. But aside from that, they were interested in that change. They weren't um, eager to the extent that would really be changing things drastically, but it was, to me, it was just the right level of interest and openness that they wanted to see some things change, and they wanted to see the results of it and, and have it be a very positive thing. And so I think it was a perfect match. So you've always been in an academic uh, environment in your uh, career? Yes. My, my prior jobs were all at, at universities. All right. Uh, so you come in, uh, and and some would say they're, we're making radical change because we're, we're combining essentially the information technology part of the college with the library. So... A lot of people don't see those as a connect. Why are they a connect? Why do they connect together? I think both areas are changing a great deal, but the area of convergence is the sort of the information and the data that the student, as well as the faculty members as well, need to advance their studies or their research. And the student in the past might come into the library and really look for those books. Um, Today, they might still do some of that, but depending on the discipline, they're even more and more likely to want to um, find the right database and also to get some assistance in figuring out, well, is this more of a clickbait type uh, piece of news or news release, or is this something I can actually use in my paper? Well, and they come to the library, they start working on their paper, they find they need that assistance getting the right sources, the right information, but then something happens to the computer. Or let's say they're formatting their document in in a tool and they're just running into issues with margins or whatever it might be. Wouldn't it be great to have that support those resources altogether? And really, if we look beyond that, we could look at census data and other data sources also being available and other resources being added into what's what's now being referred to as uh, information commons or learning commons. So those are just some examples of ideas where, to me, IT and the library have really been coming together. We are talking with the York College Chief Information Officer, Ilya Yakovlev. 
is what's the challenge? What's the biggest challenge that you faced when you walked in here July of uh, 2016? When you looked at the the landscape of your college, what was the biggest challenge for you to make this transition? That's a really good question. I think each college, each university has its own way of operating, its own culture. And I think I wouldn't necessarily call it a major challenge, but I think it's almost a requirement to, to for someone in my position to be successful, to, to fully learn that and to tap into it and really use it to one's advantage. And so I spent a good five, six months really not making a whole lot of change, but rather learning who the players are and just how things get done. Um, obviously, there's always the the limitations of, okay, we have only so many staff we work we can work with. That's our staffing levels. Uh, there are other resources that we have to work with. But, you know, we're in a good place. And I really look forward to a number of things that we've already started doing and others that we can continue to improve on. But um, I would say it's that culture and learning to work within it. One thing uh, I think that a lot of people don't understand um we're seeing, maybe they do understand and are not living with it, we're seeing a real transition for, away from just using a book to do research. Uh, I, you know, I give research, I give a research paper in one of my classes, and I would say nine out of the ten uh, topics that the students choose and the areas that they work in really have to do with using online databases. They're, they may go to the library and they may use a computer in the library, but a lot of their research is really online. Is, are, is the college equipped for all that right now? Is that a, one of those transitional things that you're working on? I, I, I think a number of studies have shown that the students still want both the books and the, actually, are actually three things. The, they want the books they want the online resources, and then they want the people that in the spaces, if that could be a fourth one, that can help them bring it all together. It does vary from discipline to discipline. If you take a student in the Graham School of Business, maybe they might look at some of the more recent books. Um, they're probably more likely to go online and find something through the IEEE database or one of the other sources, uh, perhaps the Wall Street Journal and some of the others. Um, but they still need that assistance in, in bringing it all together. Is it difficult because obviously you're dealing with uh, kind of different constituencies. You have the students that were constituency, but you also have the faculty. And a lot of the faculty, you know, like old, old guys like me, um, you know, we started and when we did our research, any research that we did, we, we sat down, we got books, we got books to enter library alone. But it's a different world now. Has that been difficult? And I don't mean that the faculty has been resistant, but is it difficult to train them to think differently? Because really, for a lot of this, this is thinking differently. I think one thing we're so fortunate is, in particular in the library staff, we have people that know the faculty well. And I think that's really part of the culture okay. is when a professor A approaches them, they know how to what their interests are and what databases to point them to. Uh, versus maybe another professor who perhaps needs these books and they know exactly where to go to find those resources. But uh, overall, I think the professors here, as well as the students, are very much at the top of their fields. And they, and, and also they're not afraid to ask for that help. And that's something I've really enjoyed seeing. Uh, we, as, as far as the variety of database that we offer, I, I was very impressed. And, and again, I've been at three other colleges, and what I'm seeing here 
even with our resource limitations that we're able to offer, is very, very impressive. We are talking with uh, your college chief information officer, Ilya Yakovlev. Uh, if you can look in your crystal ball, what do you see the future for this combined library and information technology on the campus? If, if five years from now, what's it going to look like? Uh, it, it, have you thought out that far? I know you said you wanted to assess when you first came in, but have you really been? Th- are you thinking in five years, ten years? Uh, uh, is that the, the the goal, or are you looking short term? In my dream of dreams, would have a, a gleaming brand new building that would be fully um, at the very top. Maybe we wouldn't quite get there, but I do hope we will take the library even further. And in terms of the placing the staff in the right roles as well as in the right physical spaces, a lot of that is already happening and much of it has happened. But I think beyond that, I really hope we can develop spaces that the students and the faculty can come into and record videos, a one-button studio type setup, uh, folks that could come in and rearrange the furniture and perhaps the, the whiteboards to practice for their presentation, uh, have both the quiet spaces and the collaborative spaces in getting their, their studies and research done. So I think it's, it's, it's the spaces and developing the resources that then can support those spaces. So you envision that maybe in five years when we walk into Schmidt Library here on campus, that it will be, and I'm not going to use this word uh, lightly, broken up differently. In other words, there may be spaces that don't look the same as they do now. I think that's a very fair guess. Um, I I would, today I would bet on us still having a lot of books. I I don't see those going away. Uh, I think they may be rebalanced in terms of the holdings. But but yes, I think that we would offer spaces that are organized differently to both help the faculty and the students in getting their research and studies done. Other part of your job, obviously, we talked about the library a lot, but information technology, that has been an exploding area. I think when I first came on the campus as an adjunct here in 2006, we didn't even have Wi-Fi. And now, you know, if you come on a college campus and there's no Wi-Fi available to the students, that is like, you know, they're forget about it, they're leaving. Has that been a challenge too? Because that part of the business, it seems like every week it changes. Has that been a challenge? It's very much a challenge. Uh, the rapid pace of development in itself is amazingly fast. Um, in terms of the security threats, when you think about the defenses we'll have to put up to protect our data and everything we do day to day, those threats themselves change perhaps monthly or weekly, if not daily. And thinking about a piece of device, let's say a firewall that we buy today, there's a very good chance it will be out of date in just a matter of a few years. And so how to manage that cost and how to manage all of the other services, you mentioned wireless, uh, wireless um, demands, the need for greater video throughput, those continue to grow. And the protocols, sort of the standards around them also continue to evolve. We want to make our uh, operations affordable to the students. We do not want to increase our costs rapidly, but some of it is where we also spend a lot of time looking at, okay, what are the alternatives and how can we still provide this excellent service, but but balance it with the keeping the costs reasonable. 
I will, I will say this, and this is kind of complimenting ourselves, if you will. Of all the colleges I've been at, this is the only one where I've not heard folks complain about the wireless. <laughs> and, and sure, there may be a glitch sure, right there. Absolutely. But overall, it's... I'm just so impressed of what the staff here have been able to accomplish. And, and, and the thing about it is, is that the, this, it's this rapid growth. Um, it, it is quite amazing that they've been able to stay out in front of it. And I know, and, and it's not cheap. And that is, that's definitely a challenge, right? Oh, absolutely. When you go back, even not that, that far back, just a few years ago, uh, there was no such thing as cable delivered over the networks. Now, students, as of last summer, can take their laptop and connect to cable services. Uh, going a little further back, the iPhone did not exist till the mid-2000s. The security threats, the, we call them, some of them are called the denial of service attacks. Some of them are so novel that it's more in the recent years that we're having to invest more and in, in set up defenses around those. But both the video services the, and the demands on our um, networks continue to grow and continue to evolve. And as we go forward, the college is also looking at online and, uh, you know, having online teaching and all that sort of stuff. That's an added layer to that, right? Thank you for mentioning that. That's that's actually a, a very much a growing need. And, and we're, we're happy that this is a growing need, but it is something that when we look at our storage, for example, what, how, what amount of storage is needed to provide that full service to the educators and to the students? Uh, we use Moodle for our learning management system. And one challenge is, if every class would use lots of videos, and we'd love to see that happen, but can we quite store it all in Moodle, or do we need to look at perhaps, uh, we call them cloud solutions that stream those videos? And that's just one example of many where we have to make trade-offs and also look some years ahead to to develop that infrastructure. Sounds like you've got a busy uh, plate uh, ahead of you. I've got good people, though, helping me out. Well, that's what you want. Thank you very much, uh, Ilya. We uh, really uh, appreciate you joining us. Uh, Ilya uh, Yakovlev is the Chief Information Officer here at your college. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Jeffrey, it's a pleasure. WVYC Perspectives is a production of the staff of WVYC. Your College of Pennsylvania owns and operates WVYC, and any and all content is solely the property of your college. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the executive producer of WVYC Perspectives. WVYC Perspectives can be heard Monday and Friday morning at 10 a.m. on 88.1 FM. Downloads of the WVYC Perspectives podcast are available at the WVYC Podbean site, wvyc.podbean.com. Join us next week for another edition of WVYC Perspectives.